This is, of course, a Temple Honors podcast where we talk to professors about themselves and their courses. Still working on that tagline. Today, we speak with Dr. Roland Williams of the English department, who will be teaching for us in the fall. The road narrative, book or movie, whatever, it really holds a special place for us. You can probably rattle off a few that come to mind right now. I know I just watched Little Miss Sunshine again. Phenomenal movie. But why do they resonate so well? Well, maybe because they aren't just stories of travel, but stories of discovery that we connect to and sometimes see ourselves in. Maybe because they speak to more than just a journey, but also an understanding of who we are personally and who we are as a society in a given moment. Maybe they speak to a fundamental need for us all to learn and rely on others on our own journeys. Maybe, and you'll like this one, maybe they do all those things. So we spoke to Professor Williams about growing up in Philly. We engaged in some Philly versus the world talk, very popular topic. Then we got to the overview of the course, some movies you'd watch, some books you'd read to learn about America and probably yourself as you go. Those of you that just got back from spring break, maybe you took a road trip. Maybe this is going to hit close to home. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Professor Williams. So you're a Philly lifer. Yes, I am. Uh, not completely a lifer because I've lived in and out of the city, but for some reason I'm always drawn back to the city. Oh, what is it about Philadelphia that draws you back? I don't know. Maybe because of the history of Philadelphia that it's, uh, uh, first of all, would be because it's home mm-hmm. and everyone sort of loves home. But Philadelphia has always interested me as a place that um, draws in different sorts of people and um, has a uh, sort of famous blue-collar ethics Mm. where everyone is supposed to be working hard to improve their lot in life. I grew up just outside of D.C., Mm -hmm. and and then when I finished college and I was looking at where I wanted to go and where my friends were going, Philadelphia to me, still kind of, you know, an unknown quantity, but I would think of Philadelphia as, well— it's not as expensive as New York. Mm-hmm. It's not as kind of highbrow elitist as like D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of right in the middle. It has a little bit of high and low culture. It mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. affordable areas. Uh-huh. You can yeah, you, still it's still and, and you feel like you can kind of interact with the city and the people there mm-hmm. better. You're mm-hmm. not necessarily as siloed off. <laughs> um, and so far, that's been my experience. OK, well, as a Philadelphia native, I yeah. should tell you that um, I feel that that people from New York and, and Washington, D.C., though, I should begin this by saying my sister left home. One, I have two, two sisters. One left home and moved to New York, uh. and the other left home and moved to Washington, oh. D.C. But we were raised to think of people from D.C. and New York as mortal enemies. So I, you know, um, <laughs> a family divided. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but it's okay because it gives me a place to stay when I'm in either city. Yeah. <laughs> All this, all this talk of comings and goings leads to your class, huh? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love segues. I, I try to, I try to make them work when I can. Okay. So um, you're teaching American two nine, or sorry, American English two nine zero zero. Right. American Ventures. Yes. Uh, in the fall for us, your course description starts off with a quote from Mark Twain that some students are probably familiar with. Um, Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. I was wondering if you could talk about that more as, you know, how you're going to use that as the framework or the starting point for your course. Okay. Um, 
One of the things about the course in and of itself is I want it to be for the students a journey. And um, part of the journey will be starting with, say, a film like It Happened One Night mm. from the 1930s. That'll give me a chance to talk about the historical conditions in the 1930s here in the United States. But every film is more or less representative, the ones I'm going to cover, are more or less representative of a historical moment. Mm. And that will give me a chance to, say, take students on a journey from the 1930s really until today mm -hmm. because the last film is – uh, Green Book, which mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. you know, from this year, though it's really supposed to be talking about the 1960s, uh, though I will talk about how it's really more reflective of this moment mm -hmm. than of that moment. Um, so that's the first thing, right? I'm matching films, too. So say mm -hmm. um, it happened one night will raise issues about women's rights. And likewise, uh, Thelma and Louise will raise issues about women's rights. But the first film will tell us about what was the perspective of the 1930s. Mm -hmm. And the second film will tell us about, well, what was the perspective of the 1990s? It's really more like the 1980s. Yeah, like, late yeah, 80s. Yeah, still. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, so we'll do that, that, those sort of comparisons, mm -hmm. right? So that by the end of it, they should have some new sense of what kinds of prejudices or bigotries or narrow-mindedness was within the country at any mm -hmm. given point in time and sort of where they are now. Um, why that theme in particular is important is because of, um, I think that we should teach students skills that'll prepare them for success in the future. And I think one of the biggest challenges that they will face in the future is the need to work with diversity. That um, they will have to find ways to collaborate with people. I have a host of different sort of uh, culturally diverse films, right? Um, say Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And that gives me a chance to talk about uh, Asian American identity in the United States and um, what sort of images of them prevail mm. and sort of how they're false, right? False or true. I want them to be able to, to appreciate diversity and realize the need to sort of collaborate with diverse individuals, right? And I hope to do that by having them look at these films in which diverse individuals invariably have to find ways to work together. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing to talk about in terms of the course is what it does say about American society, what it says about what you might call an American interest in travel or American interest in seeking the frontier, the new frontier, which is why I'm including some books in the course, like The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, mm -hmm. which is often not fully appreciated as a kind of travel story, right? Where two people are going down the Mississippi and learning one another as they go. Not unlike On the Road by Jack Kerouac, which is really about two people going down the Mississippi in a sense, mm -hmm. you know, and um, getting to know one another and getting to know the country. Also Huckleberry Finn getting to know the, the country. So those are sort of skills that, that I, I want to emphasize. Um, there's some more that I'm going to stress in the course because mm. I want students to be prepared, again, for the future. So I stress research, analysis, and writing, primarily because I think that what kind of jobs that are available to them will call for them to look up information, mm -hmm. right? And then to sort of analyze the information to figure out what's good, what's not good, what's useful, what's unuseful. And that information, invariably someone at a higher level, I guess, of a corporation or something, say, I'd like to know this information. And then you have to figure out how to present it to them, mm -hmm. uh, how to communicate it, right? How best to write it. I'm thinking about uh, 
I mean, just the idea of communication, like their success is made or broken by how well they can communicate what they're doing mm-hmm. to other people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I imagine it's kind of going parallel with the, the material in the course. You talked about collaboration on a journey, mm-hmm. and that's really what communication is. It's mm-hmm. we're starting here. I want to get us to get here. How can I bring you along there mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. So there is, it's all kind of wrapped up in the, in the course topics as well. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's often said that the best way to overcome prejudice is through contact and conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, I try and promote that in the course, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I find that, that also I tell students that what they will realize is one of the most important things you could pick up in college is a good network, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I try to encourage the development of friendships mm-hmm. within the class so that they'll develop a network. Mandatory friendship. I yes, love that. yes, yes, yes. That's another yes. selling point for a class. <laughs> well, you know, the reason, <laughs> the way I got the job here, got notified about the job here is because someone from my school mm. was here, mm-hmm. right? And so that was a network that mm-hmm. was involved. And, and I think that's important for students to develop that. Same thing with me. Mm-hmm. I, I applied here. I heard about this job from a peer that was in my grad program but had graduated an er- a year earlier. Mm-hmm. So she was already working up here. She told me about the opening. I said, I'm interested. I, I thought it'd be a great fit. She thought it'd be a great fit. I applied. HR just pushed my application aside. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't heard anything. And so knowing her was the only reason that someone said, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. I mean, <laughs> yeah. HR had just totally blown me off. I, I don't know what I did or said, but um, but yeah, it was vital. You're right, having uh-huh. that connection right, to, to right, making right. The, the next steps. So it seems to be a course heavy on films, and, and that's not surprising. There's so many great um, Hollywood road films to choose from. How will you help students, though, find solid and common footing if they maybe don't have a background in films? Yes. Um, first of all, one of the big things that I'll do in the course is try and establish what are classic Hollywood formulas, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we'll be doing a critical analysis of Hollywood mm. pictures. Key elements of a, of a classic Hollywood movie is a happy ending. Mm-hmm. In road movies in general, like they're 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 meant to you know plumb the depths of the human existence in some cases, but ultimately yes. leave with. Well, I'm just thinking of the road, maybe mm-hmm. the actual, <laughs> the Cormac <laughs> McCarthy one. Maybe that wasn't necessarily a happy ending, but uh, right. no, actually it was. Well, think about it. Yeah. But still, they they are meant Depending to be. Depending on your perspective. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're meant to they're meant to show optimism that mm-hmm. you know the journey was worthwhile right. and that there's still a good journey. To right, come, right. right, and 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 what I'm also engaging in is a social criticism, mm. so that um, I, I want to talk about certain American ideals, right? And one is that we're all moving toward a happy ending. We like mm-hmm. to think, right, mm-hmm. um, that Americans are optimists. We think there'll be a happy conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the issues that I want to talk about in terms of the movies and also in terms of the culture. What gives us this impression that we're moving toward this happy ending, that we have progress? Why do we feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the, the issues that I will dive into in, 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 in the course, mm-hmm. right? So I'm curious, are there movies that you know of that maybe don't share in that optimism, that you know have that pessimistic ending? Here's, here's a Hollywood movie that really has a tragic ending 
though it's happy in some ways, but tragic. And that would be Training Day mm. with Denzel Washington mm -hmm. and Ethan Hawke, right? Um, really what they are engaged in is a road trip for one day, right? Mm -hmm. And they're traveling through the hard sections of LA. And Ethan Hawke is the one who's growing and learning as we go. And um, Denzel Washington is the character who's killed in the end. So sort of sad and tragic, there's no mutual happy ending there, mm -hmm. right? That's a sort of turn, uh, a kind of twist mm -hmm. on what would be a classic Hollywood film. One of the films I often, well, when I do a kind of general film history course, I might teach a course like uh, uh, The Bicycle Thief, the French film, mm -hmm. right? And, and talk about how European films, first of all, uh, are, are different in the sense that they tend to be uh, slow and, and thoughtful in the mm -hmm. sense that you know people will stop and sit down and talk to one another for 20 minutes in a film. And you won't get that in a, in a Hollywood film. A Hollywood film mostly emphasizes kind of, well, they're fast and furious, you know, mm -hmm. like, like the film. And um, they're action-based. So you don't get a lot of slow, thoughtful moments. And you don't get tragic endings. You get happy endings that, that Hollywood was meant to, the Hollywood film is meant mm -hmm. to sort of be uplifting, mm -hmm. which is sort of why um, there, there are a few reasons why they, Hollywood has shied away from giving awards to Spike Lee. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but one is that like the year that he had his film Do the Right Thing mm -hmm. against Driving Miss Daisy, was that again, Driving Miss Daisy is right along the lines of Greenville. Yeah, very similar. Right? Yes, mm -hmm. and so what you have is the happy ending, right? Um, everyone can walk away feeling positive. Mm -hmm. um, but with Spike Lee's film, that year, Do the Right Thing, it's not a happy ending, right? Everyone feels sort of, it's a heavy ending, mm -hmm. right? So that for Hollywood, that's not normally what they go for. Mm -hmm. What you, Hollywood usually rewards the happy ending. Mm -hmm. Even Moonlight, I'm thinking oh, right now, has yeah. a happy ending. Yeah, the, and, less, and, you know? and Moonlight, it seems to me that they right. kind of like, they kind of forced it, right? Because yeah. they knew like, well, we got to make this, uh -huh. this has to come out right, uh -huh. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you brought up uh, Training Day, and I, I like that example because this is not just about uh, physical distances covered, right? Mm -hmm. They, you know, they can be journeys um, together uh, in, in different ways, like yes. one day on the job, for instance. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that would could be more inclusive because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I haven't actually decided on every last film <laughs> I'm going to discuss or yeah. every book I might, might bring in an extra book. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it, it's more about ventures, and it has a lot to do with the, the American culture. Mm -hmm. uh, sort of, again, a, a social criticism mm -hmm. where um, it's not meant to sort of be just uh, – a fun course in which we watch movies and say, that was great, I'm, I'm happy we saw that. Yeah. Um, but to look at it with a critical eye, mm -hmm. um, try and understand what the director or the producer of the film was, 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 was trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, I'll do a lot of studying of the films in terms of film technique, mm -hmm. camera angles, shadows, lighting, that sort of thing, um, uh, how scenes are set up mm -hmm. in order to talk about how a film conveys a message. Mm -hmm. uh, Hollywood Mogul once said that if you want to send a message, go to Western Union. Uh, there's two problems with that joke right now. No one goes to Western <laughs> Union. But what he meant, if you want to say send a message, don't go to Hollywood. Right. But Hollywood does send messages. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll look at the films mm -hmm. to see what they're doing.
So thinking about messages that Hollywood sends, I wanted to come back to a movie you mentioned, uh, Green Book. Um, and that's that's in the news right now because it just won the Best Picture Oscar somewhat controversially. Um, and to me, it seems like a lot of the criticism about it relates not to the movie necessarily, but more to the message that um, Hollywood is sending by having that movie win the Best Picture Oscar, perhaps, you know, what it says about America right now. So I was wondering if you could talk more about that. Yeah, Green Book as a Hollywood movie, though, is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell students is one of the very clearly what Green Book is meant to do is sort of send a message of brotherhood, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and, it's, and, and it's very much in, in line with ho- what Hollywood likes to do, right? Um, but it's not accurate. Mm. It's not his life. Right. It's, it's not the life of, it, it's not um, factual. It, it's fiction. So um, what they've done is they took the raw elements of a story of, or of, of a life mm-hmm. and turned it into a Hollywood movie, right? I am critical of, of Green Book. And that's one of the reasons why I want to study it. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's important what it did because Hollywood movies try to uh, try not so much to awaken African Americans to racism, but to awaken the rest of the country mm-hmm. to racism. So for what the film meant to do, I think it succeeded in doing it. Not unlike um, a film that's also on my course, The Defiant Ones, mm-hmm. right? Which really had the same pitch in 1957, mm. and and so uh, I'll talk about that, right? Um, I certainly won't try to s- sell any of the films as um, models of truth, mm. right? Um, but food for thought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, since it's a kind of historical approach to see where a certain conversation has gone, right. right? About race in American mm-hmm. society, about individual identity in American society. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the movie is about one message, but the way people are kind of talking about it in, re, in reality, in real life, and, mm-hmm. and what it says about its kind of, its, its awards and, mm-hmm. and what people say about it is also another message. Yes. Um, and then to your point about Hollywood, it is, its message fits in a narrative of what Hollywood is is doing as well. Yes. Yeah. So it's definitely a lot of layers. Uh, each movie you can kind of pinpoint um, some aspect of American culture mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that is oftentimes like with water and fish, right? Like we're living in it. We don't well, we see, it. see it. We don't know it. Yes. We don't know how to talk about it. Right. And these movies give us the vehicle to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 an excellent point, right? Because. Green Book has given us the opportunity to have this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And it, even those who are really upset about the movie still are engaged in the conversation right. that's important, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And, and, and because people are saying that it's not an accurate account of Dr. Shirley's life, then we get people beginning to push out, well, what was his actual mm-hmm. life? And prior to the movie, no one, hardly anyone knew of him, mm-hmm. right? Um, he, he's one of the great, you know, well... He's one of the great secrets of, of African-American history. Mm. And um, and he has generally gone overlooked. Mm-hmm. So now he's known. Mm-hmm. And through this, people are learning about the actual Green Book too, right? Um, I, I always knew about the Green Book because mm. my family on both sides come from Virginia. So um, 
we used to travel down there and we knew that there were certain places where you just didn't stop right right and we knew that there were guides the green book which said you might stop here or mm-hmm. you might stop here but not over there mm-hmm. so people didn't really know about that phenomenon certainly even amongst my um younger relatives now it came as news to them mm. right because now it's 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 for young people it's like ancient history mm-hmm. right the 1950s and 60s um so that movie did bring that fact out about segregation in the south and what that mm-hmm. was like yeah yeah so and and hopefully that is that sparking the, the interest of someone to research that learn about that they go further down the rabbit hole of other elements of civil rights activism and history that maybe they don't get like on, you know, they're in their textbooks or just kind of, right. you know, splashed in, in terms of icons that they get every day, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. in fact, I was just talking to a professor of journalism, Carolyn Kitch, who's teaching a course on memory and media mm-hmm. in the fall. And, and really the thing that I took away from it is, is how she's going to be looking at what is in between the iconic moments of social activism that you remember, right? Mm-hmm. What's all the day-to-day, the dirty work that doesn't get known or recognized? Right. Um, like and between the march and the, between the planning and the march. Exactly, yeah. 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 Um, her example was about um, a civil rights museum in Mississippi that's looking at the role of women and mm-hmm. just kind of keeping things going. Mm-hmm. Um in a very hostile area, right? Mm-hmm. All the great work they did that wasn't necessarily, you know, on the NBC News and mm-hmm. wasn't isn't necessarily in our um, collective memories of the era right now. Right, right. And so it sounds like, you know, media and, and Hollywood, you know, even with its flaws can still send people down the roads to learning more about right. those aspects of yeah. things. Yeah. My last question, um, is is there an element of self-reflection in this class, students' own travels, et cetera? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, one of the assignments will be about travel, mm-hmm. about an individual's travel. And some students will say, well, I haven't been anywhere. And so I'll have to try and get them to, we were just talking about training day, like say, mm-hmm. maybe one day in your life was a journey, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe a month in your life was a journey, but we'll try and look at those moments and get the students to reflect on them, yeah. Um, the real sort of function of a road movie is to um, show uh, uh, an experience of self-discovery. And so what I would most like for the course to do is to promote self-discovery amongst the students. Um, so yeah, there'll be there'll mm-hmm. be some reflecting. Great, <laughs> students love to reflect. I find. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming in today, speaking about your course. My pleasure, Dr. Williams. Um, the course is English two nine zero zero American Ventures, mm-hmm. Fall twenty nineteen. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's again. been a pleasure, Brad. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Maybe if you sign up for the course, you can send Professor Williams some suggestions, movies, books, what you think the course should cover. Does Dumb and Dumber count? I'd argue yes. We'll see what he says. Anyways, thanks for listening.